Hello friends, welcome to the Energy Report with me, your host, Rebecca Conran, here on the New Story Podcast. Uh, This week we're going to be looking at the energy of December, um, all of December, uh, because it's really important to look at this month as a whole before we jump into it, because there is major, major stuff going on. Uh, So I thought it was really important to look at the big picture. However, I will be doing the weekly energy report again, and uh, this is going to also highlight the week of November 31st through December 6th. Um, But yeah, this is really about the energy coming in for December. Um, It's a new month. Many new energies are going to be shifting. These shifts are exciting, but they're not always going to feel that way. Um, I think the big picture is that they're really exciting, and uh, the (laughs) daily energy of it will be intense uh, and uh, will bring its own difficulties, Um, but that's not something that we have to be in fear of, uh, especially if we are really honoring uh, what we need to honor. So I want to talk about December as a whole because I want to really give a heads up on some of the challenges that are going to be coming into focus. Uh, Today is Thanksgiving. We're two days out from the Neptune um, shift, which I'm going to talk about. I just wanted to say a few things about um, Thanksgiving. Um, I understand that many people have taken many precautions to see other people. They may have taken COVID tests and isolated for a couple weeks. Um, they, uh, you know, um, may be doing their best to to um, be conscious about uh, traveling on this holiday. Um, but what I want to say about Thanksgiving in general, even if we have, you know, the way that we've learned to celebrate this holiday is just to be grateful or to be thankful This is a holiday that has been built on the pain and suffering of other people, on genocide, on on just complete oppression and abuse of humanity. Uh, It's not a day of um, uh, celebration. It's a day of mourning. And I think that as allies to our indigenous uh, families um, and and human brothers and sisters, it is. It goes against our being uh, allied to them to celebrate um, this day of tragedy. Uh, so, in solidarity with them, I don't celebrate Thanksgiving, and uh, instead, um, I um, offer my gratitude uh, to them for continuing their ways. Um, I'm lucky enough to participate with um, some of the Lakota ways here in New York, and um, uh, I'm so appreciative that they allow me to come and to participate and to teach me uh, a lot of the things that have been lost in white culture, which is a connection to the land, a connection to our spirituality. And yes, a lot of that is because um, Christianity um, uh, murdered (laughs) all of our white ancestors who uh, had a connection to the land, um, the so-called witches, the druids, etc. None of those teachings have been passed on. They don't exist. So, of course, white people are looking to connect with other cultures in order to access this way of living with the land. Um, And, of course, we want to be really conscious of the way that we do that. Uh, and honor and revere those um, those people and allow them to teach us instead of thinking that we are going to teach their principles. Um, as a half Indian woman, uh, and I mean I'm from the country of India, not uh, I'm not uh, Native American. As a half Indian woman um, and a half English woman, I totally understand the need to find that balance in culture, and it is really necessary. And uh, I think that, um, you know, uh, listening to 
um, native peoples from all around the world is so important to understanding a sense of culture that's actually been lost for white people. Um, it is about kind of reconnecting with land, with um, the elements, with nature, with spirit, um, with a sense of um, gratitude, thoughtfulness, um, caring, giving back, you know, um, and I think that those are all really important things to be thinking about today on this day that we call Thanksgiving. And I'm not saying any of this to shame anyone who is sitting with their families today and, and, and um, experiencing this holiday in the way that they've been taught. But moving forward, this is time for us to revolutionize these types of uh, quote-unquote holidays um, to really honor being an ally to uh, people who are still marginalized, still oppressed, um, by really, um, you know, saying no. We have to say no to this, um, to these old conditioned ways we have of denying the truth. And Thanksgiving is a fucking lie. One of many, just like Columbus Day or any of these national holidays, um, it's a fucking lie. It is uh, one of the ultimate mistruths is that America's history is one of democracy and uh, diplomacy. No, it wasn't diplomatic at all. Uh, the people that founded this country murdered en masse without any type of conscience about it. And then they lied about it, and then they covered it up, and then they pretended it was something else. So we have to, at some point, disconnect from the lie. And it's not our fault that we, that we learned this lie. We've been taught it. We've been conditioned to believe it. It is our responsibility moving forward, though, to really look at what we're doing, the unconscious ways that we move through our lives, the things that we celebrate that are also sending messages to uh, other human beings that what happened was okay and that we are not their allies. And, uh, you know, where we, where we are now in 2020, we, we've seen... There's no point in living those lies anymore. There's just no point in it. We have to just show up um, in truth. So on this Thanksgiving day, me and my little kitty are here, and we are doing... Well, he's not doing shit because he's fucking lazy. <laughs> and he's extremely clingy today, and he was very bad yesterday. And actually, he murdered a mouse, so he's... he's, he's um, I don't know. Maybe his conscience is getting to him today. I don't think so, but we're here. And uh, I'm connecting um, in the way that I am most grateful, which is to connect with all of you, other like-minded souls out there who, um, you know, maybe these are things you think about too, and maybe you just need the permission to go, you know what, it's not fucking worth it. I don't want to do that anymore. And if I'm the catalyst for you uh, giving yourself permission to do anything that is nourishing and nurturing and, and conscious behavior, well, hallelujah. And I'm going to talk more about that um, toward the end of the report. So in two days' time, and also you might hear me, I'm being so weird today. I probably sound weird. I feel weird. I feel a little bit scattered. Uh, let's remind ourselves about Neptune. In two days, it ends its retrograde and turns direct. It's at home in Pisces. And, of course, this energy is... Uh, it's all over the place. It's really... Um, it's just weird. Uh, I just feel weird. Our dreams have probably been more intense lately. Um, you might feel more... <sighs> just the veil is thinner, you know, uh, your boundaries have to have more attention paid to them. Um, and on the, and on the negative side, you may have been way more, uh, in your addictions. For me personally, I don't drink alcohol. I'm not smoking any kind of things. Um, I'm not, um, drinking coffee. I'm, 
you know, I, I'm not using any kind of distractions to draw me out of myself. So, um, you know, I, I'm, I've been able to really just anchor down into what this energy feels like and is for me. Um, and so I feel pretty calm through it. But if we are using uh, substances, even food, anything like that, um, we could feel really rocked off our center right now. So you have to really pay attention to what those things are for you. Um, so Neptune uh, represents our dreams and our illusions. And, you know, it turning direct is really going to... The energy for the first few weeks of December, it's going to have this Neptunian filter over it because it's going to take a few weeks to reacclimate to the energy. So Neptune... It's like mystery, the intangible. That could be like magic and synchronicity, but it's also the subtle energy of our shadow, so the stuff that's hidden in our subconscious. Neptune can represent like our most egomaniacal aims, right? The most narcissistic bullshit, or our most unconditional love. It swings from the most extreme highs to the most extreme lows. So the energy of this planet's consciousness, it, it turning um, direct, it means that like something that we usually just feel like as a subtle force in the background is now we're feeling that energy really intensely. So it's really adding to the intensity of the times, the confusion of the times. So Neptune ends its retrograde on November 28th meaning many, especially those in the density of unconsciousness, they're feeling more unclear than ever. And as a collective, our addictions are more pronounced than ever. So as I intuited before the election, the U.S. government hasn't even formally confirmed our next president yet. The pandemic is raging out of control, yet most of our society is in denial or delusion about it. That's very Neptunian, like the amount of travel going on around Thanksgiving. And I'm aware that some people have been tested, they've quarantined for two weeks, and then they're traveling. So I know it's not all unconscious. I know there's many of you out there that may be traveling, and you've taken a lot of precautions around it. I'm going to see my newborn niece um, at the weekend and I've been tested and I've been quarantining so I totally understand um, however the rest of our society it's really in a lot of illusion Neptune helps us to work through our past karma and during the retrograde this year which is a normal thing it's a normal thing for planets to retrograde um, we all were able to access this energy within us from past experiences that really stands in the way of our oneness with the world around us. And because Neptune's been at home in its home sign of Pisces, we've really been doing a lot of deep work. When Neptune turns direct, we can actively create from what we've been learning through our healing. That means synchronicities may be uh, really shining through the ability to manifest from your thoughts and, and actions is you're going to see it way more rapidly. You know, you'll either see the magic or you'll see the shadow more pronounced. And that's up to each of us. However, we've been dealing with our work so far is, is you know, the seeds that we've planted is what we're going to be reaping. It's not punishment. It's not anything. It's just where we're at in our evolutionary process. So when... Um, one way that we're going to be able to use this direct energy is, again, creating from what we've been learning through our healing. So really reaping rewards um, if we've been like accept in acceptance of like the deep, hard work it takes to transform through shadow work. Um, if we haven't been paying attention to our deepest needs, we might be being thrown back on ourselves you know our higher selves are like desperately getting us to become authentic versions of ourselves rooted in love so this could be a difficult time um really the point of all of this shit all of these planetary shifts is to be the love you wish to see in the world 
You know, that's not hyperbole. It's so simple, yet so hard to execute, especially in a consciousness, a collective consciousness that's addicted to abuse and oppression and crisis and chaos, that all of us have, you know, a part to play in that addiction too. So, you know, with Neptune, really accepting the shadow, accepting those parts of us that are ugly and sad and unloved and and act badly, you know, and make shitty decisions because just wants love, just wants to feel valued and lovable um, in an uncondi- in, in an unconditional way, ultimately, but that the actions we take to that are are so rooted in in just bullshit, instant gratification and conditions. This Neptune energy is trying to free us from that to really feel compassionate love for ourselves, unconditional love for ourselves. And um, it's trying to free us from our addictions by sometimes exacerbating that. We may feel an, exa- feel an exacerbation of our addictions. Could be we're addicted to other people. Could be we're addicted to work. Could be anything. Whatever has stripped, been stripped away from you that is causing you distress is probably something that you have an addiction to, that you are working out how to release those attachments that cause you suffering and that limit you from feeling unconditionally lovable and worthy in this world and in turn being able to uh, express that unconditional love and compassion to others. So moving onward, You know, the major conjunctions that really rocked us this year were between the heavy hitter planets. So Jupiter, Pluto, and Saturn, they were all in Capricorn. And really, it was like marked the beginning of the pandemic. And I mean, just so much intensity from these, from the consciousness that was brewing through these planets, uh, intensely meeting with one another. So for all of us, the current status quo, it's just a memory of the past now. You know, the way forward for us as individuals and societies, it hasn't become clear. I'm in a holding pattern, quote unquote. It's become a routine commentary on the times. So in December, both Jupiter and Saturn are going to move into Aquarius, where they will meet for the first time in 615 years. So an era is drawing to a close. The Mayans predicted we would witness the beginning of a new dawn of consciousness in 2012. And here, eight years later, on the number of empowerment, eight, and also shedding whatever disempowers us, we see the manifestation of one phase of that new dawn of consciousness by way of all that stands in the way of that consciousness crumbling around us. So when planets are conjunct, they meet at the same degree of the same sign, and the consciousness of both is amplified through this meeting. So Jupiter is the consciousness of optimism, faith, growth, higher knowledge, generosity. But like all energies, there's a downside. Jupiter also brings out excess, fanaticism, and issues with boundaries. Saturn provides us with much-needed discipline, organization, structure. Even the hands of time are tied to the energy of the father of the skies. But the trouble with Saturn is that when it's in its shadow energy, we become materialistic and we see structures like the type of conservatism that exists in the USA today. You know, so being conservative uh, in a way that like, uh, you know, limits us. So we're actually just not taking care of ourselves and one another. Aquarius is a revolutionary, and it throws everything we thought we knew, but that was actually archaic and outdated, into complete disarray, and it activates in us an inner genius for finding new solutions, one that we never could have even imagined was possible. We never thought of it before. It's being invented as we speak. So in a world that clings to control, this is going to be at least unsettling, and at most, terrifying. So, so we're going to have, you know, um, 
I'm such an I'm like a wet noodle in my brain today. Um, yes, there is the energy for things to be very scary. Um, but I think we have to look at the big picture here of what the energy is seeking to do. Um, this, the energy of this consciousness is seeking to free us. So Aquarius wants to free us. And um, we want to be free of um, those shadow sides of Saturn, those shadow sides of Jupiter, you know, the structures of control, the restrictive, limited um, uh, systems that are in place, uh, the fanaticism, the um, religion that has created so much pain and suffering in this world. Um, those, those avenues of spirituality that have created so much pain and suffering in this world, we need freedom from it. We need freedom to be ourselves, to be individuals, and to still be part of the whole and accepted and loved as part of the whole. So those are the things that are going to be unsettling. You know, our belief systems being totally uh, thrown aside. And, you know, I will just say this. All identity is violence because it creates separation. If I identify as a leftist, I'm creating separation. It is violence against anybody who's not a leftist. Because in as much as I don't see myself in oneness, I create a harmful expression of energy. Now this is like, this is like some, <laughs> this is getting into like a level of energetic mastery that is hard to live. It is hard to live that way. Um, it's easier to understand the concepts than to actually place yourself in the energy of oneness. It takes a great deal of fortitude and strength and self-responsibility. Not saying it is by any means easy. Uh, but for any of us who've chosen a path of self-responsibility, we're the pioneers, we're the ones that are going to be able to access that. So we need freeing. Humans need freeing. Why? Because right now we're on a course for extinction. We've abused ourselves to such a degree that serious measures must be taken. You know, there's a reason why there's a reason why the gurus, and I, I think everybody's a guru. I don't believe in um, I don't believe in uh, in looking at people as prophets and things like that. I um, anyone that has been meaningful to me has directed me to look back in my own ideas, my own self. However, if you look at people who have an, attained a great deal of spiritual wisdom, there is, um, they have renounced certain things. You know, they've sacrificed certain things. There's a reason why certain uh, spiritual people, spiritual leaders are monks or nuns, renunciates. They've given away the, they've decided to renounce the pleasures of the body in order to be more clear and independent in their spiritual purpose. Um, <clears throat> that might not be for everybody. It's not for me. I'm still going to go and fuck people. <laughs> right now, anyway, or in general in my life. I'm not going to do it today. Um, I'm not going to do it during a pandemic. But you know, um, that's why for me, sacrificing things like alcohol and caffeine, uh, they may seem, may seem silly. What? Why would you, it's not even doing that much. But for me, it does a lot. It really clouds me up a lot. And I feel that cloudiness and I don't feel that, that, um, the, the purity and innocence and love of my soul when those things are, when I'm involved with those things in my life. So <clears throat> Saturn and Jupiter conjunction in Aquarius, it's going to highlight excesses. It's going to highlight fanaticism. It's going to highlight mistruths. And it's going to give us a path to freedom. It's giving us a path to freedom. 
so that we can stop abusing ourselves. Aquarius is an individualist, but this consciousness knows that all beings must be their own authentic selves, unlike any other, but still be connected and valuable to the whole collective. So all Aquarius loves weird things, weird people, any, any weirdo, me included, right? But all the weirdos. Aquarius is going to bring all the weirdos together and it's going to go, yeah, you're all weirdos, but you're all part of this collective. Okay? Um, Aquarius is a, 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 a really such a humanitarian. And it's just contrary enough to throw us back upon our own bullshit so that we can actually commit to what we believe in. So that we actually have integrity. So when Jupiter and Saturn change signs in conjunct from the 16th of December to the 24th, this is the dawn of a new age. A new age of invention and freedom is upon us. But we're also going to see rebellion manifest to a greater degree in our lifetimes. We're going to see it. It's going to happen. We're not going to keep a nice, neat little box around ourselves. You know, we're going to see what we've read about in history. We're going to see that in our lifetimes. We're going to experience it. And we're going to have to rely on our spiritual tools to move through these times with any kind of grace and ease. So let's look to the symbolism of this conjunction to grain greater to grain to gain greater insight into the meaning of this new era. So I'm going to look at the degree, which is um, first degree of Aquarius, and I'm looking at the book Inside Degrees, which is a mod more modern interpretation of the Sabian symbols. So this degree, a two-headed calf, taking a good look at things with an eager eye, brings you right into the middle of the dilemma of polarities. As you stand there faced with the different sides, you are impartial. Neither side pulls you more sharply than the other. Immense opportunity, huge challenge. You have vital potential for brilliant synthesis, but a subtle temptation to think too long. A schooling in alchemy in every moment. Do you find what is ready to emerge or do you think about it? Progressive evolution draws you through your mistakes into all that can be. Progressive evolution draws you through your mistakes into all that can be. What an invitation. We're learning when to put our thoughts into action as they apply individually to all of us. We're learning when to follow the impulse of our intuition and balance our minds and hearts. And all of us will be called to act in our lives one way or another. And knowing our beliefs and our values are going to help us to have the integrity to draw boundaries when we need to. As I was writing this, I was thinking about a few years ago, um, maybe four years ago, there were or three years ago, there were, were a few situations I was in where I uh, had to act on my own integrity regarding racism. And of course, I'm a white passing person of color so I think people often um, maybe they behave in ways that they wouldn't if they were around someone who was of darker complexion uh, but you know uh, one time I got into this um, verbal altercation at a bar that some friends owned um, in uh, in um, a town it doesn't I don't need to express where it was but basically there was some prejudice going on and I stuck up uh, for this uh, person that was there that I felt was being treated unfairly because of the color of his skin and um, it really created you know I became persona non grata um, in the area um, because of calling out this white privilege and um, some people who I thought were uh, friends, you know, showed me that they were not. And uh, at the same time, I had some people that I'd known for a long time. I was in a car with them. They started listening to a song, and the lyrics were extremely racist. 
Um, I asked them to turn it off. They just thought it was funny and laughed at me, and I was obviously infuriated and, you know, gave them my <laughs> unhinged uh, opinion on it and on their behavior and, um, you know, made the uh, the decision to eliminate those people from my, my life as well because of these hidden this hidden uh, racism that um, that I felt was very prominent but that people were unwilling to take responsibility for. So what I'm saying is, <clears throat> you know, like I could be posting on Instagram all day long about racism, but I think what's most important is standing up for others and in your groups of people, in your communities, uh, in real time, in real ways. And this um, symbol, this degree, kind of helps us to understand that. Sometimes talking is just another way of thinking, right? So we can be talking a lot about like what we want to do, what we think, um, and then... Um, and, and maybe even wasting energy in some ways from being present 100% and waiting for life to show us where it needs us to stand up, where it needs us to act. So this isn't, I'm not saying not to be posting and not to be talking about things, but this is really talking about the balance that's needed between um just thinking about these issues and taking action, following the impulse to act. Um, like with Thanksgiving, you know, like all year long we've thought about racism and then here we are with a national holiday and what did we decide to do? Did we decide to be allies against racism or have we unwittingly um, condoned it? And these are the things that are important you know, it's important to find the balance with this. And that's really what this new dawn, this new era is, is helping us to do. It's helping us to be free to choose um, the path moment to moment that benefits not only us, but all individuals. And this is hard. These are hard lessons for people to learn in the world we live in because they're in so much pain. Because people are in so much pain. And the ability to change, it requires so much psycholo psychological strength that people find it almost impossible to do. They'd rather die than do it. But all isn't lost just because everybody doesn't want to fucking do it. I want to do it. You want to do it. So it's happening. It's fucking happening. And humanity will survive to the degree that we're willing to evolve. So maybe humanity will look a lot smaller and it'll look a lot more different. Um, but continue to be the pioneers of this type of growth. December might feel a little bit unhinged and winter could feel a little bit bleak maybe energetically and I don't mean this like alarmist either I'm not trying to be like oh my god we're gonna be so fucking bummed out but winter's already hard um and uh, I'm I'm certainly not sitting here in fear of the future by any means but I think it's important to accept and surrender to reality without just pinning a pretty story on it so why do I say winter could be bleak well <laughs> I think we all know why the current economic fallout alone from the global pandemic, as well as widespread sickness, lack of resources, the threat of unhinged government officials, more action around civil war in many countries, including the USA. I mean, these are just a few things, and that's a shitload of things. Um, and midway through the month, on the 15th, right before this conjunction happens, too, in this new energy of Aquarius... Chiron is going to end its retrograde in Aries. So right along with the many other powerful heavy hitting energies that, that we're going to be experiencing, we also have our deepest wounds being ignited. 
So what we're going to be experiencing is going to take such a strong resolve to stay standing and steady in ourselves. I'll tell you what, I've been treating myself like I'm in a fucking marathon. I am, I have accepted being isolated by myself, like for the most part. You know, I'm not interacting with anybody uh, other than the people that I speak to on the phone and things like that. I'm just not interacting in person. I'm living my life very small, very, very small and close to home. I am become extremely disciplined with the way that I take care of myself, my routines, you know, taking um, a 45 to 60 minute walk. I mean, and I can do so because I live in the country. Uh, so I take a three to four mile walk. And that's how my body, I stay in tune with my body. Um, planning out all my meals all day long. Eating extremely clean. Taking lots of supplements to keep my immune system strong. Um, not engaging in any kind of uh, addictive behavior, instant gratification, attention-seeking behavior, things like that. I'm just really noticing if I feel lonely, if I feel upset, if I feel anything, and uh, nurturing that energy, you know, and, and being present to it and really being like, wow, I see you, I feel you. So Chiron, it's the wound where the light gets in, but it's, the, it's also our deepest fucking wounds. So although I have a birth family in many ways, I was orphaned at birth because my parents had absolutely no skills to de deliver me into adulthood with any sense of myself or the world around me. Um, you know, they were stuck in their own narcissism and suicidal depression, so there was no actual guidance or care that went into raising me. So when I say that my life was marked by abuse and trauma, it's absolutely not hyperbole, you know, without spending this entire time talking about myself. I suffered physical, mental, emotional, and sexual trauma as a child. By the time I was 13, I was already regularly using hard drugs because I was in so much pain. Uh, at 16, I was completely on my own. And by 18, I was a drug addict engaged in prostitution. These are not experiences that have just gone away with my engagement with my spirituality. Those wounds where the light got in didn't just disappear once the light got to me, okay? I live with them. They are me. My path to healing and being a practitioner has not been about eliminating the deep pain and abandonment that I've experienced and felt throughout my life. It has been about embracing myself, embracing that in such a way that I feel safe. And I feel free because I have chosen to give those qualities to myself because I know that I care and I know that I'm not going to abandon myself ever. And I know that I'm committed to loving myself. This is the call to action that December is bringing to us. Okay. To not, you are the safety container that you need. And you can do it. Despite the many issues that I've faced in my life, my experience actually, I feel, prepared me in ways that I had not expected for this exceptional year. So having autonomy, being on my own for such a long time, living by my own structure, you know, being separated from a family unit, being, being freelance even, all of these things. It's meant that I fully understand my own responsibility to myself and I'm not reliant. I don't feel reliant on others. I feel like when something is not working for me in my life, I shift my own perspective, my own energy, and then it flows in a different way. And that might just seem like magical speak to people who don't have experience with it, but that's actually my experience. Um, I've always been the one to save myself. And because of that, I know that I'm capable at each moment of duress. It's given me the freedom. My wounding has given me the freedom to live my life on my own fucking terms. 
the way that I want to, the way that I feel free doing so. And that is an honor. That's an absolute honor that I've been able to, to do that. To feel at home being on my own, to think for myself and develop my own intuition. These are all such important things, but they came from a place of abandonment, <laughs> isolation, deep suffering. So entering into this year, not much changed for me. I wasn't forced to reconcile with my beliefs about the world because I'd already accepted the wounding through acceptance of myself. And that really is the gift of the consciousness of Chiron. So what I'm saying is, because of my own challenges, because of the hell I've been through in my own life, and because of the choices I've made to take care of myself and be responsible to myself, and to be responsible for healing the trauma in myself, the suffering, um, because of that, I was able to get through this year where the world is in a much more difficult place, never, never losing sight of my own center, never feeling like everything was going to collapse in on me, because I've already been through those things so many times. I'm not saying any of this to brag. <clears throat> I'm trying to share this to offer encouragement. The only way is through. Through our difficulties is a deep-seated wisdom and knowing that's going to solidify us to our center. So many of us, because of the discomfort of this year, are no longer going to fucking do any of the bullshit that we were doing before. We're not going to do it. We're not going to accept it. And that is the benefit of the rawness that is hitting a bottom. And our collective hit a bottom. And for any of us who know what hitting a bottom's like, we've in some ways sailed through this year, you know, because we already know what the tools are to come back up from that. The only way is through. And my main advice for dealing with the pandemic, the stress, the survival chaos of 2020 is to just not brush off the basics, embrace getting to know who you are, go even further into that shit. If you feel fucking alone, own it. Own your aloneness. All right, I guess I'm on my own right now. I guess this is what this is. What? How can I even further acknowledge, accept, and surrender to this? Have a serious commitment to your body right now. A serious commitment. If you don't have a serious commitment to your body, don't ever expect that anybody else will. If you don't fucking have an, a serious commitment to radical self-care, don't ever expect that anybody else is going to come along and have that for you. We have to cultivate that energy of a commitment to self. And that's why I say no to anything that I feel leaks energy. I, I uh, eat well. I take such good care of myself. It's not because I'm a fucking good girl and I want to, like, post pictures of my ass on Instagram. No offense. It's because I fucking deserve it. <laughs> I deserve to feel clear and healthy and valuable to myself. It's not for anybody else. It's not to look a certain way. It's so that I feel good. That's it. So, you know... This is such an important month for us. And I know many of us are like, we're exhausted. We're tired. So take that rest. Take that rest. This is winter time. Go, in, go within. Say no to fucking everything. Don't call people back. It's not your responsibility to save anybody or to do anything other than take the very best care of yourself. Because no one else is going to do that for us. We have to do that for ourselves. What's the wound for you? Where? What's the wound where the light gets in for you? We're going to see that highlighted in December, and we're going to feel a freedom. And it could be exciting. 
if we have taken ownership of our of uh, our choices and our the way that we create, it could be very exciting. Um, we will, of course, still be living in a world full of uncertainty and full of wounded people who are acting fucking nuts. You know? Take good care of yourselves. So next week we begin on Monday the 31st, and it's the day after a full moon eclipse. So, and with Neptune turning direct, like, it's probably going to be so tired start next week. So take this into account, take your time, be slow, be internal. It's absolutely acceptable to do so. We're not living in the time of productivity right now. We're living in the time of radical self-compassion. And you don't have to explain that to anybody. And you don't have to make posts about it on Instagram. You just fucking do it. That's it. Just do it. Tuesday, the 1st of December, Mercury is going to enter Sagittarius. Nice Mercury shift here. So this placement is going to enable us to see the big picture, to make sense of a higher truth. It might infuse our thoughts with some much-needed optimism and enthusiasm. It does make focus harder, though, as Sagittarius is a mutable energy. But, you know, flexibility is important when we're opening the mind. Mercury in Sagittarius helps in expressing truth, as long as we remember the higher truth and not just our own versions of truth. Be direct in your communications without losing your kindness. And this is really a good time to learn or teach the themes of spirituality and philosophy and to anchor down into your own sense of faith and trust in the universe around you. I didn't do a theme, tarot, or ritual this week, but I think if there was a ritual, it would just be like actively engaging in gratitude. And I don't mean like just like full, pulling out false positivity. I mean all those things that... we kind of do people do on Thanksgiving um, that need to be done every day we need to be so grateful for the land we live on we need to be so grateful for the food that we eat and all the hands that it passes from you know we need to just really feel that in our bodies so if you'd like a ritual this week um, I would say it would be being thankful and Really a reverence. Maybe that's a better word than gratitude. What do you revere in the world around you and yourself? Um, and that would be something that I would, I would focus on this week. So this is a big month. And uh, this week, you know, might feel a bit tired. We've got these mental shifts going on. But ultimately, we're really going to be feeling that Neptune shift. We're going to be feeling this calling in of uh, Jupiter, Saturn shifting from Capricorn into um, Aquarius and what that might mean for our countries and our governments um, and some of the crisis that may come up around that. We've got Chiron uh, turning direct from its retrograde. So we've got a collective here um, who has been conditioned out of being their own authentic selves, trying to find a way back to that, sometimes through really misguided ways. Uh, we got a collective that is really fucking hurting. And so all of these things are, we're just, we're going into this window of time right now where these things are going to be extremely exacerbated. And the key for us on a personal level is going to be to really anchor into being extremely present. And when we're really present, we're like really looking at what's exactly in front of us. And that doesn't mean we're just ignoring what's going on in the world. It means that everything, your connection to everything in the world begins from your connection to yourself. So if you can put that connection to yourself first, if you could treat yourself and revere yourself, treat yourself with a sense of gratitude and compassion and love, that is going to be you pioneering that energy in the collective consciousness, giving other people something to work towards. Okay, there's something to work towards. That's what I see myself as, a pioneer. I see myself as someone who somehow 
uh, has had this like really insane life that maybe one day I'll write all about. Uh, this really intense fucking life that has enabled me to actually understand the inherent suffering of all of life. And that's given me an ability to be helpful. But it's only as long as I'm being helpful to myself. The moment I'm not helpful to myself, I, I cease to be helpful in the world around me. So that's the report for today. I'm so sorry if I am uh, just a space cadet. I feel like one. <laughs> I fucking feel like a space cadet. Um... So I'm sure there's some rambling, some ramblingness to this energy report. Um, but uh, that's okay. That's just where I'm at today. And hopefully the next report will be a little bit more concise and clear. Uh, and I hope in some way that this has been helpful to you. Um, let yourself be free. Make great decisions for yourself based on your practical self-care. Um and don't forget, like, you know, you are just so worthy of being um, treated with such reverence and care. And as creators here, which we all are, we're all creating, you know, we deserve the reverence that we would give to God or to nature. So that same gratitude, that same reverence, that same honoring we must be willing to give to our own bodies, to our own minds, to our own selves. Um, I'm so grateful for all of you. I'm so appreciative um, for everybody that helps to support me and all of my clients um, and being connected to other like-minded souls. And I'm just sending you so much love. <laughs>